This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. What are the three P's? Well, they're pain, prana, and purpose, but what does that mean to you? Well, my guest is going to talk about that, so stay tuned. But before we get to that, I want to invite you to get my free guide, 10 Quick Ways to Conquer Overwhelm. Get it real easy. Just go to my website, overwhelmsucks.com. That's overwhelmsucks.com. Naz Behesti is the author of Pause, Breeze, Choose, Become the CEO of Your Wellbeing. She is an executive wellness coach, speaker, Forbes contributor, CEO, and founder of Prananaz, a corporate wellness company improving leadership effectiveness, employee well-being and engagement, and company culture. She was also on episode 854 back on June 9th, 2021. Naz, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me again, Mark. Now, last time we didn't do a video podcast, which we're doing now, so I've never actually seen you. So this is kind of weird to actually see you in the flesh. (laughs) Nice to see you too. (laughs) (laughs) Now, I loved your book. You sent me your book uh, last year when you were first on the show, and we obviously didn't cover everything on the show Mm -hmm. because there's a lot in this book, and I remember reading it, and I was underlining it, and I had to take breaks because my brain goes, hey, we need a time out here. There's too much information, (laughs) but I thought that toward the end of the book, you talk about the three Ps, and what really made me want to talk about that on the show today is because the first P is pain, and a lot of people, they're like, pain? Really? Why do I have to do with pain? So talk to us about why is pain so important? The way I see pain is pain is our greatest teacher for growth, if we allow it. So some people may see pain and take the victimhood approach that, you know, oh, poor me. Oh, I have to deal with this um, and just really be in deep grief and that's fine. That's okay. That's part of pain. That's part of the process. However, coming out on the other side of it, if you choose to grow from the experience as hard as it was or is uh, for you, it's going to be an opportunity to learn and grow and evolve. So I think pain is really important for our evolution. I experienced some pain back in 2005 when I was fired from my corporate job. Mm-hmm. I, I kind of knew it was coming. But I'm like, oh, man, this is painful because I didn't know what to do. And Mm -hmm. at that time, I decided to become an entrepreneur. But I think you're absolutely right, because when you go through pain, and we're all going to go through pain, sometimes the small pain, sometimes big pain. But you get to choose. How are you going to react to the pain? Are you going to use it as a learning opportunity or are you just going to complain? And I got news for you. The people that look at it as a good thing Mm -hmm. come out way ahead of the people who don't. Absolutely. And sometimes you can't at the moment. I mean, I've gone through pain. We've all gone through pain and you have no idea why you're experiencing this. There's no way you can find that silver lining or find the lesson or the growth out of it when you're deep in it. Sometimes that lesson, that growth comes later in hindsight because you have to go through the process. You have to then connect the dots looking backwards for it to make more sense. And sometimes like there is no good out of it. However, there is a lesson. There is something that you learned, you grew from. So that, in my opinion, is is good because you're growing, right? So pain is your greatest teacher for growth if you choose to look at it that way. 
So why do you think some people, when it comes to pain, they're like, ah, I don't want to do it. I want to stay away from pain. And, and I want to live a safe life. I, I don't want to go to the edge. I want to stay as far away from the edge as possible. Why do you think some people are like, hey, life is going to give me pain. I'm just going to keep on keeping on doing the best I can. While others are like, ah, I don't like this whole pain thing, whether it's physical or emotional pain. They try to avoid it at all costs. Some people don't have the the tools or strategies to deal with pain. And some people who don't have the tools and strategies don't want to learn how to get out of that situation and learn tools and strategies. So in a way, to me, those people are complacent and they don't want to find an opportunity to grow and challenge themselves. Like when we are complacent and in our comfort zone, whether it's going out of the comfort zone to feel pain or have risk of pain or just for fun, you know, it's just getting out of that comfort zone. People who don't want to get out of that comfort zone are just in the, the best word is complacent. Mm-hmm. And some people are happy with that, you know, and so, for some people, that's not enough. And it gets really boring and monotonous. So it depends on the person's personality and what they want out of life. If they want to thrive and they want more and they're eager and curious and, you know, they just, you know, what they have, their complacent um life at the time is not enough, they're going to want to take risks. They're going to want to get out of that that comfort zone that they're living in. And sometimes that could result in some something risky or something that is unexpected. Um, pain always shows up when, you know, either you least expect it or when, you know, you're not prepared in a way that you're not equipped with the tools because maybe you've never experienced anything like it. It's something completely foreign to you. And um, you need to learn how to to feel through each pain process. And of course, we all just finished going through the pain of the pandemic. Right. And I and I, as I look at the pandemic, I notice there's two groups of people, which we've already mentioned. They're the people who are paralyzed. They binge watch Netflix. They ate a whole bunch of food that wasn't good for them. <laughs> but there's another group that says, you know what? I'm, I'm going to keep on living my life the best I can, mm-hmm. serving people, learning. And as we get toward the end of this pandemic now, there's a huge gap between the people who binge watch Netflix and the people who said, look at, yes, it's painful, but I'm going to figure it out every day. I find that absolutely fascinating. Right. I mean, doesn't it get boring to just do the same thing every single day and not push yourself, not be curious, not want more out of life? I mean, life is so short to begin with and life has so much to offer. So why not like grab it? Why not go for it? You know, and the consequences then deal with the consequences. Obviously don't do something, you know, that's not safe or irrational or something that is going to get you in big trouble or dangerous, obviously, or hurt others. But, you know, with ration, with reason, um, go for it. Life is too short is how I look at it. But then, you know, if if and when, because pain is inevitable, just like stresses, just like life, you know, happens, um, know how to deal with it. If you don't figure it out, get support, get help. You know, you're not alone. You don't have to figure it out on your own either. 
Hundred percent. And the truth is, we only get one life. So, right. do you want to live a life that's complacent or a life of adventure? I want to choose the adventure. Agreed. Okay, so that's that's the P pain. Mm-hmm. So let's talk about prana. Now we we alluded to this a little bit on the first episode. Tell us what is prana. So prana is a Sanskrit word for uh, life force, energy, breath, and it's really that vital energy you need to be fully engaged in, in life and in work and every aspect of your life. And so prana runs through us and when we are life force, obviously, and when we are stressed or um, in pain or overwhelmed and all the emotions that blocks that prana, when your prana is blocked, you're unable to show up as your best self, like fully energized, fully engaged. So you want to keep that prana free flowing. And uh, prana is also uh, the vehicle to get you from pain to purpose. That's why in my book, I put prana in the middle, you know, of those three P's from pain to purpose, because Mm. prana unblocks when you have free flowing prana, that's unblocking the pain if you choose to, you know, um, build that resilience and use those tools and um, build better habits for stress management and building resilience. Well, obviously you have a company that's Prana Nas and mm-hmm. you teach people all about Prana. So I, I got to imagine there's people listening to this conversation or watching it on YouTube and they're like, okay, I get the concept of Prana, but is there anything I can do to improve my Prana? Because this may be a foreign concept to many people. Absolutely. So it's all about those healthy habits, better habits. So my whole book, you know, I have over 80 proven tools and strategies to better your, you know, like I call them action steps and business hacks. So you're able to build resilience through, for example, you know, um, eating better, sleeping well, um, having healthy relationships, having a mindfulness practice, meditation, whatever that type of mindfulness practice is. Um, for you. So when you're constantly having and building healthy habits, then your prana is flowing freely. And that is going to give you the energy you need to show up as your best self. What I find interesting is I am a daily runner. So every day, every day since August 29, 2017, I've run at least one mile. Wow. So I'm up like 1,700, I think 30 days or whatever it is now. Now, do I feel like going out every day? No. I mean, mm-hmm. this morning, now we recorded this just yesterday on the 21st. You're hearing this on the 22nd. It was really humid. I live in Houston, really hot. I went at 630 as soon as it was light enough to go out mm-hmm. and I was dying. I mean, I was like dying. I'm like, so I did my first mile. I'm like, should I just walk the other two? And I'm like, nah. So I did another half a mile and I, I, I did it. I actually got the run done, but you're going to have days where you don't feel like exercise it. You're going to sure. feel like, like I have days like I don't eat well and I don't sure. beat myself up sure. because you know what? It's not like I'm having McDonald's for breakfast, lunch, and dinner and having candy and cupcakes and ice cream. You know, I tell people start small. So if your diet, for example, is absolutely a, a dumpster fire, <laughs> make, can you make one small change? Maybe you have an apple. <laughs> I think if you make small changes, they're like, well, that wasn't that bad. I have an apple. Now I'll have some strawberries in the afternoon. Now you take these small habits and you stack them on each other. And mm-hmm. now all of a sudden you change your life. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. And I think we touched upon this in our last um, 
podcast together. It is all about small, gradual steps that make sustainable change. Because if you want to change your whole life overnight or even within a week or two and do too much all at once, then it's not going to be sustainable. And it's actually really stressful because it's too big of a change, right? So, I mean, good good for you for being able to run every day, especially in that heat. That is amazing. But, you know, on those days that if you um, don't end up going, don't give yourself a hard time, like you said. And that's to all your listeners, to the community out there. Don't worry if, like, you don't – you're not perfect because – Having the expectation to always be having healthy habits and a lifestyle like 100% of the time adds actually more stress and anxiety, and we don't want that, right? That's counter <laughs> counterproductive. So yes. uh, I often tell my clients to at least at a minimum, minimum, follow the 80-20 rule. So 80% of the time be, you know, uh, continuing your daily routines of your healthy habits and routines and then 20% of the time, if you fall off the wagon or don't get to certain things, that's okay. Especially like when you're on vacation, you're not always able or wanting, feeling like I need to go to the hotel's gym or go go for my run or eat healthy. Sometimes you're, you don't have access always to healthy food, depending on where you go. Mm-hmm. That's okay. And again, we're talking about life and adventure and having fun. And so live life, live it a bit, you know, don't be so rigid and strict on, <laughs> on your healthy habits a hundred percent of the time, just the majority of the time. Well, for me, uh, James clear rates in atomic habits, never miss twice. I'm like, well, the streak, as long as I've got it, I'm not missing a day. I have actually <laughs> gone out and run for one mile when one day it was the worst time I ran was it was 42 degrees and raining. They said yeah. the rain was going to stop in the afternoon. I kept waiting and waiting and I went out. I've run with back pain. I've run with knee wow. pain. I go slower yeah, and I only run a mile, but I will run because this is, there's this, I, this is streak society out there. You have to run one mile every day and I will never stop. So my rest days are one mile. I'll run one really slow mile to get the mile done and then I'll walk. Wow. But that may seem insane to some people, but for me, I'm really proud of 1730 days of running every day. I mean, should be. I mean, yeah. how many people do that every no. day? I mean, and, and so, but I'm not trying to, I'm not doing it to impress anybody. I'm not trying to, that's why I won't run a marathon because when you run a marathon, you have to take rest days. I'm like, nah, I like running and I like running first thing in the morning. I don't know. You know, I never thought about my prana, but it makes me feel good. If I don't run, let's say it's raining in the morning mm-hmm. and I can't run till the afternoon. I feel off because mm-hmm. my body's used to getting up and running in the morning. Right. And if I can't run till later the day, it's like, that morning doesn't seem right to me. Is that is that normal? Do you feel overwhelmed and frustrated? Are you under a lot of stress? There's a better way. You only get one life, so why not feel peace and freedom and enjoy your life? You can. Find out more at 90daystobustingoverwhelm.com. Yes, because you're so used to it and you love it, right? So you enjoy it, right? If not, you wouldn't be doing it all the time. Right. It makes you feel good. So... There's a saying that I always say to my uh, clients as well is on those days that, you know, you just can't get out of bed and you, you know, want to do your morning routine, whether it's running or going for a walk or the gym, whatever it is, ask yourself, how bad do you want to feel good today? Because you know how good you're going to feel after. So 
And if you don't, if you choose to stay in bed longer and choose to skip that, maybe sometimes your body just needs extra sleep and you will feel good just getting that extra sleep and skipping the workout. However, knowing, especially you, like doing it every day, you know you feel good every day doing it. And when you don't, if you don't, you may not or won't. Um, And so that's what keeps you going back, that motivation to feel good. How bad do you want to really feel good? Now. Prana is probably severely blocked with all the negativity. We live, you and I both live in the United States and you have Twitter, you have Facebook, you have Instagram, and there's so much anger. There's so much divisiveness. There's so much, you know, I don't like you. I don't like your party. I don't like this guy. I don't like this guy. I mean, I tell people, look, you need to pull back from your consumption of negativity because I don't know a single person and maybe you do, Nas, I hardly doubt it, know some person that got to where they were because they're negative and they hate everyone in the world. No, you can't live life like that. So I'm like, you don't have to go on Twitter. If someone is gossiping at the office, you can walk away. You don't have to contribute to that. Matter of fact, when people say, oh, did you hear it happened over in, I don't know, Sri Lanka? I'm like, I don't want to know. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm sad as something terrible happened over there, but I can't worry about all the problems going on in the world because it's going to make me feel horrible. Absolutely. I mean, you just got to pause, breathe and choose not there's a book. There's a book like that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It is such, I mean, it is my, my method, my, my mantra for everything. It applies to everything. And in this scenario, pause, take a breath. And then when you take that mindful breath, you can choose better and choose not to engage, choose not to respond. Or I would say it's really a reaction, not response, because if you breathe and respond, you're probably going to respond in a more diplomatic, better, wiser way, rather than just the Twitter feeds of like people reacting and being very hostile and aggressive. Right. So that's your choice. And it's all about the choices we make. So our, our uh, quality of life depends on the choices we make. So that's your choice. If you want to, you know, engage in the gossip and, and um, have so much media consumption and negativity in your life, that those are your choices and the boundaries that you are not creating for yourself, basically. Very true. I, one of the things I tell my clients and anyone who listens to my podcast or follows me on social media, one of the simplest things you can do when you start feeling overwhelmed or stressed, which is blocking your prana, is go outside. Don't get on your phone. Don't talk to anybody. Don't think about what you're working on, what the meeting you have coming up next is. Just do some deep breaths. It, you only have to do like five, six, seven minutes. And you'd be amazed at what this, what I call a micro break will do to you. So Absolutely. you don't need to go for a one, one hour run or take a bike ride or swim 80 laps. Something is simple. Cause you mentioned this earlier about the eating. Simple, simple. Take a simple, short micro break. It's going to change how you feel. Absolutely. And I also, in my book, I have mindful self check-ins throughout the day. Just check in with yourself in addition to what you're saying. Like when you go out and take a break and breathe, just check in with yourself and become mindful of, you know, thinking, just ask yourself like fire, uh, rapid fire questions of, you know, how am I feeling? How am I, what am I thinking? 
Am I breathing? How am I breathing? You know, mm-hmm. what is my posture? Just like, just check in, do a full body scan, mental and physical body scan of yourself so that you're aware of your current state. And the more you do that, the more it helps you with being mindful and just just present with yourself and and your surroundings as well. So that's really helpful because then that can also help label your feeling and maybe then you can address that feeling before going and reacting or responding to it. Yeah. And what you could do, a lot of people have wearables, like I have an Apple watch, you have everybody Mm -hmm. carries a phone with them, put a reminder on your phone every afternoon at two o'clock or every afternoon at three 30 and it'll go off and like, Oh yeah, I have to do my check-in simple. Let's keep things simple. People. It's not that difficult. So the third P is purpose. One of my favorite quotes regarding purpose. It's not from your book. I, I don't mean to offend you, but Kathy, Kathy Lee Gifford says, if you have a pulse, you have a purpose. <laughs> and so I believe everyone who is listening or watching to this podcast, well, you still have a purpose because you're still here. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. I mean, purpose is really uh, about being, in my opinion, about being human and humane. So yes. being good and doing good in a self-actualized way. That's what I feel purpose is. It's really it's about what fulfills us and helps others. It's a source of joy and healing that keeps us grounded and motivated as we navigate the world, this physical world. When I think of purpose, I I feel sad for a lot of people who are stressed. Remember, mm-hmm. we just talked about stress and overwhelm with prana, the, the P and the prana. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I did not know what I wanted to be until I was fired from my job in 2005. Mm-hmm. So I was like around, I think around 30, 39 or something like that. So if you're 25, 35, whatever, if you are still breathing, it's okay. You just haven't discovered your purpose. So I know a lot of people, they're like in their upper twenties and they're freaking out because they don't know what the purpose is. I'm like, breathe, go get, <laughs> go get Nas's book and breathe. It's okay. You, there's no law that I'm aware of that says you have to know your purpose by the time you hit 30. Is, is there a law that says that? <laughs> no law. And <laughs> to those people who are having a hard time breathing because they can't find their purpose, I'll make them feel better by saying there are two types of purpose on a macro level. There is our life message or mission, the reason we exist. That's what we're talking about right now, Mark, I I presume, right? Mm -hmm. Um, It's what we wish to drive in the world. However, for those of us who are, you know, not as fortunate, the people who uh, haven't found that purpose yet, but will, I'm sure, um, there's on a micro level, there's a purpose of taking action with intention and ambition on a daily basis. Mm. So, what is your intention? What is your purpose for today for, for your whatever it is you're about to do? And those micro purposes on the micro level at least give you meaning, right? So like my whole chapter on purpose is our drive for meaning. It doesn't have to be on the huge macro level. That's, that's like bonus. If you know that and, and we strive to get there, that's our aim. But for those people who don't know it yet, Keep taking explorative action. Keep being curious until you do find that purpose. What is what makes you happy and helps the world? That would be, you know, helpful in finding your purpose. 
Your former boss, Steve Jobs, has a saying I love. He said, make your dent in the universe. I use it all the time because a lot of people are trying to use, they're trying to do the minimum thing they need to do to get through the day. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, no, Steve Jobs said, put a dent in the universe because he did it. Who says you can't, listener? Who says you can't put a (laughs) dent in the universe? And I think we should all strive to that. You should wake up and go, what can I do today that's going to put a dent in the universe? I think if we enter the day with that kind of mindset, our yeah. day is going to be fundamentally changed. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, it's all about perception, right? So like even a dent in the universe, some people that might be overwhelming for some people, <laughs> True. right? But it's like, what kind of just positive change, anything, right? Like even just walking, you know, down the street and smiling at a stranger or being kind, just kindness, any act of kindness is going to not only, you know, make someone else feel good, but make yourself feel good, right? Like we all need more kindness and love in this world, right? Mm. Like that is purpose. That's a purpose on a micro level. Yeah. (laughs) Kindness seems to be in short supply in this day and age. And and what I try to do is I try to go out of my way to be nice to people. Recently, I was in Florida to visit my dad. My mom had passed in the beginning of June from Alzheimer's. And my dad and I, we decided to go to McDonald's. We went to McDonald's to get some lunch to, you know, to go home and eat. And, you know, you look on the social media and you look at Twitter and you think all of the blacks hate the whites and the whites hate the blacks. And and there was this uh, black lady there taking our money and she was so happy. She beaming with, you know, she just loved her job. And we we talked to her and it was great conversation. And you could tell she was loving life. Her prana was probably topped off. I mean, this woman was incredible. And I told my dad, I said, see, I said, I think more people are like her, not like the people on Twitter. What do you think? I would love that to be the case. Yes. (laughs) And especially, you know, how she seemed so happy doing something just like very ordinary. Wasn't like she was curing cancer, doing something so like huge but she made what she was doing meaningful and her interaction meaningful. And that's what matters. It doesn't matter what you're doing. It's about how you, you know, um, present, how you engage, how you connect with people, whatever you're doing. So that's beautiful. And I would love more people to be like her. Yeah. I, I think you have a choice when I think it was Eleanor Rosenberg said, no one can make you angry. You choose yes. to be angry. Yes. So when you're overwhelmed, well, you can pause. This is directly <laughs> from a book that I, I read from Nas Bichetti. Uh Pause. That's for pause. Okay. What most people do are knee jerk reactions. Pause. Then take a breath. That gives your brain a little couple seconds ago. Okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Okay. Oh, maybe I misunderstood them. And then you get to choose. But the problem is when you're doing a knee jerk reaction, Maybe you misunderstood. Maybe they just lost their loved one. Maybe they just got fired and you don't have time in a knee jerk reaction to understand the situation. So when you pause and you breathe, now your brain's going, Oh, wait a minute. Uh, they don't normally talk this way. Now your reaction when you choose to react totally different and it only takes a couple seconds. Right. And if you need another breath, it may not just be one breath. Keep breathing. If you still haven't figured it out or need to calm down more, breathe, take another breath and another. Or maybe walk away. Yes. 
Yeah. I mean, you could literally walk away and say, look, I need five minutes to come back. I, I've done that to people. Like, I need five minutes because maybe you, like you said, you need more than the breath. So as we come to the end of the show, is there anything else you want to share with our listeners today that we didn't get to or something else in the book that's, that's on your heart that you want to share with us? Well, I just, you know, the subtitle of the book is Become the CEO of Your Well-Being. And so if we all become, choose to become the CEO of our well-being by taking empowered action and 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 taking um, mindful, healthy habits into consideration and making it part of our daily habits and our routine, then we can promote ourselves to the CEO of our well-being and we will all be much happier healthier, kinder um, people. So it would just only um, benefit yourself and everyone you come in contact with to become the CEO of your well-being. Well, the book is called Pause, Breeze, and Choose. I keep saying breeze. Pause, breathe, uh, <laughs> choose, become the CEO of your well-being, as Nas said. You can pick this up wherever books are sold. I have read this book, and I can tell you, you're going to experience the same thing I experienced. You're going to be reading the book and your brain's going to go, okay, I need a break. I've just got so much information. I need to sort it. That's a good thing. That's a good thing when you have to put the book down because your brain's going, okay, go do something. I don't need, to, I don't need my brain power to because there's a lot in this book and this is not a fluffy book. There's a lot in this book, but if you just implement one idea, it's worth the price. So go pick up, go pick up her book. Where else can we find you online? Nas? Nasbaheshi.com prananaz.com and I'm on all social media and the book just came out in paperback as well. So, and it's, wow. yes. And it's also, um, in all formats actually, and you can find it in all uh, major retailers. Do you have an audio book? I do. Did you read it? I, someone else read it. So oh. they wanted, <laughs> they wanted a professional actress to read it. <laughs> what? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think you're very well spoken. I think you could have read it yourself. I would have liked to, but that's what, um, when they bought the rights to it, they wanted, that's what they wanted. Oh, wow. So I had to respect that. <laughs> wow. Well, I, I'm glad you came back on the show because it, we, we didn't get through all of this the first time. I will link to the first episode in the show notes because you need to listen to both of them because we talked about the three P's. We didn't talk about the three P's in the other episode. Go get the book. I can't recommend it enough. Go get the book. It is worth your time. You will learn a lot. Nas, thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having me, Mark. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stuchowski podcast. Don't forget to head on over to my website, overwhelmsucks.com and get my free guide, five quick ways to conquer overwhelm. It's my gift to you. 100% free, no strings attached, overwhelmsucks.com. And until the next episode, go be productive.